Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, guys, let's roll this podcast out. Welcome to the Bash Mania podcast. I wanted to launch this podcast months ago, but... Everything not being perfect has held me up. So this first episode has audio issues the first few minutes, and I've been trying to fix it. I don't really know how. If anybody's listening to this that does know how, please reach out to me. I'm down to have somebody edit this podcast for me. In the meantime, I'm just trying to do things myself. My first guest is UFC legend Jim Miller. He is an awesome guy. He's a client of mine at Bash Solutions. We've built a few websites for him. He's an avid outdoorsman. He is a great cook. He's just, he's a great dude to have a conversation with. And this first episode is me and Jim sitting down for 30, 40 minutes and having a conversation about all things life. Um, As I mentioned about things not being perfect, the first few minutes of this podcast, the audio is definitely messed up. My volume's high, his volume's low, but I think it works it works itself out. So rather than delaying this any further, I'm just going to put this episode out. If the audio gets to you, I get it. I understand. Just tune into the next episode. And other than that, enjoy. All right, guys. I'm here today with Jim Miller. How are you, Jim? Good. 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 <laughs> I, I think most people should know who you are, but I'll rattle off your Instagram bio because I was laughing. Like That pretty much sums up the wide variety of what you do. You're a father, a husband, a UFC fighter, the first fighter to 30 fights inside the UFC. You have the most wins in the lightweight division in UFC history. You own Miller Brothers MMA. You battle Lyme disease and you're a self-proclaimed Lyme warrior. You have a podcast. I know you haven't updated in a little bit, but and you're also not in your Instagram bio is the fact that you your online personality is this. And we were just talking about this: an avid outdoorsman, an avid hunter, an avid chef. I mean, dude, I watch your your videos. And I'm like, man, I think I need to get a Traeger now for some of these recipes you're trying out. And, you know, we were just kind of talking about is you are one of the most decorated UFC fighters of all time, yet you have such a... I don't want to say you just have a passion for the outdoors. You're actually really good at it. I saw the turkey you got a couple of weeks ago. Um, I saw the walleye. I think it was a walleye. Was it a muskie? A muskie. It was a musk you got a few weeks ago. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I'm just so perplexed by it that you don't talk too much about the fighting. You, you, you post a little bit about the fighting, but a lot of what you do is based around hunting and outdoors. Uh, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I love fighting, I love competing, uh, but you can't, you can't be on all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the type that, uh, when I come home, I don't, I don't want to be surrounded by fighting. Yeah. I want to be, have it on the TV, I mean, 
in I'm sitting I'm sitting in my my office. In my office. <laughs> to my left is my, it's an absolute mess. But it's, you know, a little bit <laughs> but, uh, there isn't a picture of me fighting on the wall in here. Uh, that's interesting. That's I mean there might be one day. Who knows? Maybe yeah. Um, but like outside the gym, I'm I'm just I'm. It's not that I'm somebody else. But, yeah. You know, like when when I when I when I do things, I I I'm what I'm pretty good at is focusing. Yeah. Kind of that's kind of what I'm good at. You know, I've I've uh, I've had plenty of opportunities to kind of test that uh, over the years, and um, you know, particularly when I'm fighting, like uh, that's that's all that there is. It doesn't matter um, what's going on around me, and and I mean it's almost to a detriment that I that I yeah don't hear my corner sometimes because I right. get such bad tunnel vision and you know everything kind of just uh you know focuses in but uh yeah I don't I don't I don't I don't want to be like that at home and I and I never have I yeah growing up a wrestler I mean yeah we we wrestled and we we would you know we weren't like the most dedicated year-round wrestlers but you know we would we would still Train. How long did you wrestle for? Uh, I'd started wrestling once since I could walk. Unfortunately, you know my my uh, my uncle was a two time national champ for Lehigh. Okay. Uh, it didn't uh, it didn't translate <laughs> uh, through his sister, you know. So. <laughs> so then, when did you tra- when did you transition that into fighting? Um. My brother and I started fighting in two thousand five. Um, okay. So I I graduated high school in two thousand two. Uh, I went to Virginia Tech for a little bit. Um, I ended up walking onto the wrestling team after a couple weeks being there. Just kind of missed it. Wanted to wanted to see if I could kind of hack it in the room. Yep. Lo and behold, I'm wrestling varsity a couple weeks later, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it just was uh, it was it was crazy. It was one of those things that it, it, it yeah it ruined my academics because I was so focused on interesting. Fighting wrestling and, and making weight because i was i was wrestling a weight class i shouldn't wrestle <laughs> you know it took, it took too much time to make 41 but, yep. uh, yeah you know like I, it was great i learned a lot from it and you know it it definitely helped me you know in my professional career because uh i learned what it was like to be surrounded by very good wrestlers because uh, i didn't have that growing up i mean my brothers were, you know, my my older brother is four years older than me, so I didn't get to wrestle with him once I was bigger. And and Dan, and in high school, I mean, Dan was seventy pounds bigger than me. Um, when we wow, I didn't realize there was such a weight difference. Yeah, so so we never wrestled together, and and uh, you know, I, it, as a as a young kid, I mean, I'd go to, to different clubs and stuff like that and get get training partners. But you know, in my in my high school room, I I had I had some decent wrestlers. I had some good guys that, yeah. that were good high school wrestlers, but they didn't want to wrestle me in the room. They didn't want to get pushed. And, and uh, you know, going into and wrestling at Virginia Tech where it was like almost like I was. Uh, <laughs> How long were you at Virginia Tech? I only wrestled for a year. I went to school there for two years. And, uh, and you were training MMA back then too, right? No, not yet. Really? So, yeah, I was just a, I was obsessed with it. I was I was obsessed with MMA and you know, so when you were do, when you were wrestling at Virginia Tech you didn't do MMA yet. Nope. 
Wow. And what made you transition from wrestling at Virginia Tech to MMA? Um, I came home, was uh, doing some you know, work with my father, residence framing, and, and my brother. And, and uh, we, we were watching all the events, um, and we really wanted to, to do it. We really wanted to try to compete and, and uh, you know, kind of continue things. And um, it, took, it took too long. That was the problem is it took too long for us to finally step through the door to the first gym that we trained at. And, and uh, you know, that guy was like, he's like, ah, give me like two or three years and, and you'll be fighting. Six months later, we were stepping into the, into the ring. That's wild. And it's interesting, too, because with, if you look at wrestling careers, they typically do start as soon as kids can walk. But if you look at MMA careers, like, I don't know if you know who Bo Nickel is, really incredible uh, three-time NCAA champ, wants to transition into MMA. He's just kind of starting now. Like, he's doing a little training here and there. But part of his plan is to potentially, after the Olympics next year, go MMA. And it's funny that most people do start their MMA careers later. Yeah. And, I mean, it's nuts to me to think that you start something in your early 20s and then you become the first fastest ever to 30 fights in the octagon. You have more wins than anybody in the lightweight division. It's crazy to me because you would think, like, I know at least with wrestling, it's a young man's sport. Like these these guys that are even 27, 28, 29, they struggle because the guys who are hungry, and I don't want to say they have nothing to lose, but I mean, it happened this year. You got two guys in the, the world team trial slash final X finals the next couple of weeks that are sophomores. I think one's a sophomore, one's a freshman in college. That's wild. But with MMA, it's it, it's so different. Um, when you when did you get? I'm not that familiar with Lyme disease. I know some things about it. When did you get diagnosed with that? Uh, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease in 2016. Uh, it was actually, uh, I, I had a pre-fight blood work done, and I was talking to my doctor. I was like, you know, I've been feeling like garbage. Um, so we're talking about, he's like, I think you might have Lyme. We'll, we'll, we'll run some tests, and we'll see what we do. Uh, it was it was uh, three days before uh, I fought UFC 197. So wow. like, I, I was out in Vegas and he calls me up and he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, um, I'm pretty certain you got Lyme disease because I still te- I, I'm one of, you know, 50 percent of the people that have it that test negative for it. Um, and uh, so we ran a, a little bit of a test to see, you know, if I would feel better on just some antibiotics. And yeah, lo and behold, uh, you know, within uh, a couple of weeks, I was feeling like way better. And Lyme disease makes you really tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, chronic fatigue. I was dealing with uh, a lot of joint pain. Um, at some point, I don't even know when it happened. I started like going up and down stairs sideways because <laughs> what <laughs> my knees hurt so bad. You know, and then it's like, man, I'm like, I'm walking like an old man. You know, and this, <laughs> yeah, this is like end of 2015, 2016. What the hell? Like, when did this start? So does it? As I was just gonna say, do they know when it started? Because I mean, that means you're training and you're winning UFC fights with chronic fatigue. That's just that's nonsense. I mean, I feel like running a business has me fatigue. I couldn't imagine being fatigued and, and winning UFC fights. It, I I believe I was bit in 2013. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, and that's the thing. Like it, 
it's so messed up. It's such a messed up disease that it, it affects everybody differently. Um, you know, and probably the fact that I was still, you know, and still am fighting. Yep. Because the better shape that you're in, the better you could defend against it. Yeah. Um, the more oxygenated you can get your blood, the better you can defend against it. So, so being an athlete and, you know, okay, well, I'm having a crummy day. I feel like crap, but yep. still have to push through it and still having to get into shape. Interesting. And, uh, I, I think is what kind of slowed its development. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it probably in the beginning of 2015 is when I, when I noticed something and when I can think back and like, all right, that's, that's when I really noticed the symptoms coming on. Um, and you haven't slowed down your training at all, right? Like you're still training just as much as ever. Um, yeah, I mean, it has, I mean, it, like I've, I've gone through some phases in my, in my training career, you know, yep. like, uh, I mean, it used to be that I was in the gym constantly, um, you know, I'd fight and then I'd be in the next week and, uh, there are just so many things that can pull me away now. Um, you know, and it, they're good things. Yeah. Um, well, you've got two kids at home, right? I want to say four kids, four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> <laughs> How old are they? Uh, the oldest is going to be nine in, uh, like three days. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah. So you definitely have reasons pulling you away from training. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, great, awesome little family, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I had a point where like I take a bunch of time off and I needed a bunch of time off and, yeah. you know, I was dealing with some injuries that I got probably because of overtraining. Yeah. Uh, thing is is i mean it's, it the fight is the easy part you know the 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 injuries you sustain sustain the fight it's like okay black eye you know broke my nose once bumps and bruises maybe you tweak something you know <laughs> you and i are so different there, there i don't can, want any of that <laughs> there can be devastating injuries in fights but usually the, the yeah stuff happens in you know doing this as a nine to fiver you know like yeah three sessions a day six days a week for, for eight weeks. Well, then your body gets beat to crap. And, um, you know, that's when, that's when you break down. Um, so like I was taking some time off training and, and uh, but now it's, now it's easier for me. Like if I have that, if I have that goal, you know, if I have that reason to, to make sure that I'm like shutting certain things off on my outside, yeah. um, then, then I, I stay in there and it's a little bit easier to keep, you know, the gears and that's interesting because, you know, I've ran my company for 11 years now and just about 11 years. And I've constantly been someone who I feel like I've been living on redlining my engine. I've just been going 24 hours a day. And I've long said, like, I just got engaged last week. When we start to build a house here soon and then have kids, I want to be able to scale back. And I think one of the hardest things is turning it off, especially the nature of what I do, where it's, it's marketing, it's digital, it's technology, it's 24 seven. So I'll randomly get someone who might call and say, uh, Hey, my website's down. I got a fight tonight. I want to make sure we can capitalize. Like, you, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, 24 seven possibilities of not turning it off. And it's made me think maybe scale back the entire company or what can you do? But it's funny. I think being able to turn it off 
and and many don't. I, I've seen that with with a lot of wrestlers that when they're not wrestling, they they're big into either video games or doing something completely different than what it is they do. And I think in the era we're living in right now, where everybody can produce so much content, I think you're finally starting to get a glimpse into that. You're finally starting to get a glimpse into what it's like, and I think that's why. I was so interested too in the fact that your, you know, your social feed is a really, really good indicator into what you do in your spare time. It's kind of the reverse. Everybody else, like if you look at the Conor McGregor's of the world, all they do is show themselves for the most part training, but you're showing yourself hunting, fishing. Is that a thing that you've developed more of as you try to turn off the fighting more? Or is that something that you've just always had? You're just now showing it more. Uh, it's something that I always had, um, you know, like I, I was always, I was always doing other things like it, video games is another thing that, that yeah. a lot of fighters, uh, get into. And, you know, I just, I've, I've played video games, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's never been my thing because I'm, I'm the type that wants to always wants to like accomplish something. I want to build something. I want to make, yeah. something. um, and almost to a, uh, you know, uh, Definitely to a detriment. <laughs> I've got right. so, so many things going, you know, <laughs> and so many unfinished projects uh, that I get yelled at by my wife all the time about it. But um, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, that's that's one of the tough parts too. Is that like I can't, I can't take a picture of me training. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I take a selfie while I'm sparring or hitting pads or doing. So I need to ask somebody to do it, and you know, like. I don't have somebody that's around there all the time. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, do I want to bug somebody or do I want to just get my work in? Focus yep. on focus on what I'm doing. So it's just easier for me while I'm doing while I'm cooking, while I'm while I'm doing other things, while I'm out in the woods messing around, while I'm yep. doing like to just snap some pictures, take a video. Um, so like, and, and one of the things too, I mean, um, you know. The, this whole fighting thing, it's going to go away someday. Yeah. yeah. And it was very close to going away, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I, if, if all people know me as is a fighter, then when I'm done fighting, it's going to be hard for me to transition to something else or yeah. hard to prove that I can transition to something. Right. Else. You know, yes. Okay. Maybe I get into commentating or something like that, but, um, you know, uh, by showing people who I am, I'm, I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, <laughs> right? That, that you know, uh, when the time comes, like, hey, I need to, I need to now focus that time that I was focusing on MMA onto something else. Uh, it'll be, it'll be an easier bridge for me. And it's interesting too because you have a very good personality on camera. A lot of people don't. Like a lot of people, like uh, you can take a video of yourself explaining cooking or whatever it is and you're fluid on camera which you would naturally think that's where you want to go in the gym and do it but it makes sense because fighting like you said you can't turn the camera on yourself and talk while you're sparring or you're hitting pads or you're doing something um it's just interesting to me that you have that and, and i think you're I think you have that gene that's able to speak, which is good. But to showcase what you're doing outside of sports is huge. And a lot of athletes struggle with that big time. They almost they they try to 
they try to force a hobby or they try to force like they're good at something. And I think if the way you're doing it, it seems so organic. And that's why I kind of asked, like, have you always been into this or did you, I don't want to say, did you force yourself into more of it? Um, but you can tell, you know, what you're talking about, whether it's hunting, whether it's anything with cooking guns. Um, is, is that just growing up? You were always into that? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, you know, uh, I mean, like I, I grew up, uh, pretty much outdoors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were we were constantly outside, and uh, you know we, my brothers and I didn't start hunting uh, until we were in our teens because my dad wanted us to do it on our own. He yeah. wanted to to kind of get bit by the bug and and not like force us into it because he grew up as a kid running bird dogs and beagles and, and field yeah. trucks and, and I mean it was uh, it was basically like a job to him and um, and he saw some of his friends uh you know and and family members like not want to you know not want to be part of it and um he didn't want us to kind of get pushed out of it so yeah so that that's what ended up happening my my brother and i i mean we we shot a little bit uh like sporting clays and stuff um you know when we were a little bit younger and then and then uh and then when we were in our teens we we started hunting and and uh you know, yeah, it's it's just always been something that that I've enjoyed, and and I've always enjoyed shooting, and and um, since I've been an adult, <laughs> I've always, you know, like of course I love baking cookies with my mom and stuff like that. When I'm a kid. Right. Uh, you know, like, it, and, and it's one of those things. Like I, I like the trial and error. I like I like the, I like knowing now that I'm a way better cook than I was when I was twenty two. You you brought up a good point too with, with you know a lot of high level athletes they don't want to force their sport on their kids whether you're a really good wrestler you don't want have your kids I know they're still real young but have they taken interest in fighting or combat sports or anything like that or do you try to deter them at all? Um, they've trained a little bit. The older three have uh, have trained a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Um, yeah, my older two have wrestled for a little bit. Um, you know, and it, it it was like, okay, well, do you do you really enjoy this? And you know, uh, no, not really. Okay, well, then let's find something else. Yeah, that you enjoy, you know, a way to a way to stay healthy, a way to stay in shape. And you know, we're still kind of trying to find that. Yeah, particularly for the older two. Yeah, um, I think that I think that my my younger daughter, she's she's the little ballerina, she's the dancer, she loves that stuff. Um. And uh, my youngest Sawyer, he's uh, he's he's probably going to be the wrestler of the bunch, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like you can just see it in him, um, you know. And and the older two, yeah, they they uh, said they 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 wrestled, they trained, and and the problem is, is that I've played with them too much doing that stuff. They've yeah, too much, you know. Uh, so like, I was helping out, and then not only helping out, but then, you know, kind of uh, pushed into the, the head coach position of their team. And then it was like, you know, they were still pretty young at that point, like five, yeah. uh, five and four or whatever, uh, six and six and five. And, and well, it was playtime because daddy's there and, and, uh, and stuff like that. So like, you know, they almost, they almost needed somebody else to be coaching them at that point because they, they, 
they weren't doing it because they enjoyed it. They were doing it because it was time, yeah. to, you know, with me, with the friends, and 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 play around. And and I think if they if they decide that they want to train, you know, jujitsu or Muay Thai or wrestle, um, and they and they do it with somebody else, and then they want to come back to me, then right. You know, you know, I'll, I'll help you as much as I can. And, and, and I mean, I'll, I'll help you as much as I can if, if you're not, if you don't want me to teach you, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, from the sideline, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't want to force it on them. And, and, uh, they got to see their, my, that last fight. Was, I saw that. That was super cool. It was cool. You know, they got to see the fight. What was that like having them there? Um, I, it was, a. It was an event because it was the first time that the whole family had gone on a plane. Uh, they were on spring break, so we went down a couple days early. We flew into the opposite end of Florida. Uh, stayed at my mother-in-law's place. My wife and I drove over, you know, on Tuesday. The kids came over on, on Saturday. So, like, you know, like I, I spent some time with them the first couple of days, and then I was in Fort Lauderdale, and they weren't. And uh, It was just like any other fight week. And, and then uh, they didn't get in to Fort Lauderdale until after I had already uh, like left for the venue. So, yeah. Um, so it really wasn't like anything different. You know, like I, I knew they were there and I didn't, I didn't want it. You know, like in the back of my head, it's like, all right, well, you know, don't let it be a bad one. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, I mean, just don't, it could be a tough fight. It could be a tough fight. That, that'd be great. But like, don't let it be a bad one. You know, and that's the thing. It's like out of your control, and you know, some, sometimes it's your night, sometimes it's not. And uh, with them being cage side, I it was like three minutes before I walked, and um, one of the UFC PR reps she came down. She was like, "Do you mind if uh, we put your kids on TV?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." She's like, yeah. "Can they be cage side?" And I was like, "You're gonna have to ask their mother about that because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not dealing with them." So, right. Like. They got down to the to the back to go onto the floor right as my opponent was walking out. I didn't know where they were standing. I, or yeah. I, you know, they were right there, like in in my corner practically. Um, and if the fight had gone longer, I might have heard them. Um, but like I said, I usually I usually don't hear anything like, the, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's I'll, I'll, I'll occasionally like hear my corner say something, but, uh, I just get, you know, everything kind of like shuts off. I don't even see outside the cage. That's wild. So, so yeah, so I didn't even know they were there until I stood up and I'm like, you know, you just start scanning. Cause I know they're here somewhere. Right. Like, Holy crap. They're right there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, to get to go out and to, to perform like I that. imagine there was an element of pride too, seeing them after you won to have them right there. And that had to be pretty cool. It was cool. It was cool to, it was cool to, to, to share something that's been such a big part of my life with them in such a close way. Yeah. It's cause it is hard. I mean, like I said, my oldest is nine, my youngest just turned four. So they're not, they're not really at the age to be at a UFC event. It's not like a football game. It's not like a baseball game. Right. It's a bit of a different atmosphere. Um, yeah, I'd say I'm, so. <laughs> granted, you know, like a, a football game in Philadelphia is pretty rough. But yeah. <laughs> but but uh, 
it's uh yeah so i mean they they saw me fight i was early on the card and and uh we hung around and and actually they got to meet dana white and and uh and hang out in his his uh you know viewing room for a little bit and um and yeah and then they then they went back and you know they didn't stay the whole night and, and all that stuff yeah so it was uh it was cool you know Let's say, you know, I'm, I'm, the more we talk about fighting, the more I'm curious. What? I'm curious of your mindset. How do you get to the point to where you do have the success you have? I think success in, in anything always fascinates me. But the level of focus and determination, like any insight into that. I mean, you have more wins than anybody in UFC history in the lightweight division. You think what you and Brock Lesnar were both on UFC 100 and 200. Like you have an incredible career. What's the mindset that like, if your kids asked you, daddy, how did you do it? Like, what would you tell them? Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I never, I never got worried about the stuff that I could control. Yep. You know, there, there, there are two things that I found in this world that we can control. And that's our effort and our attitude. And, you know, you're going to have bad days and I've had plenty of bad training days and, and it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? You know, it's, it's, it's live day. It's you, people are going hard. You know, are you going to do what you can or are you going to just quit and, you know, walk out the door or, you know, like, what are you going to do? So you're, you're kind of, you're back against the wall a little bit. Um, at least that's what, what I felt, you know, like I, all right, well, if I'm having a crummy day, then I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do to, to, to get out of this so I can train tomorrow too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I try to look at everything as a, as a, as a lesson, you know, like if, if, uh, if things didn't go my way, well, okay, what are we, what are we learning from it? And, yeah. You know, I mean, there's, it, Fighting is fighting is is what what's really hard about it is that you only get like so few opportunities. Yeah, three times a year, three times a year. That's that that like uh, I fight at a pretty good pace. There are yep. guys that get more fights than I do, and I can fuck you a little bit <laughs> <laughs> because of course, <laughs> you know, because I want to. I you know I want to have a fight lined up, um, but. But, uh, you know, like, you don't get a lot of opportunities to, to prove that you're one of the best. So you have to make the most of it. And, and you know, that's, that's really what it comes down, like, down to. It's like you, you, you have to be the better fighter for those 15 minutes. Yeah. Once every four months, which is just like throwing a dart at a dartboard sometimes, you know, like it. Are you gonna Are you gonna be feeling good that night, or is it? Are you gonna get sick because you've been running your body down for the last six to eight weeks? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, are you getting over something? Because that's usually what happens to me is I get sick two weeks out, and then I'm the last like two weeks I'm kind of <laughs> getting over something, and you got to pull back a little bit. Uh, right. As you go into the fight. Um, you know, like it's. There's there's so much that can go on that's that's outside of your control. So so once that that door closes behind me, it's just like, hey man, there's a dude standing in front of me that wants to punch me in the face. So 
we better <laughs> we better put all energy here. I don't care. I don't care if my kids are sitting there second row. I don't care if I'm fighting with my wife. I don't care if you know yeah. I, I'm going through you know family issues or something like that uh, or whatever. You know, like the guy standing in front of me is my only only thing that I'm focusing on at that time. And and uh, you know, some people do let things get to them. Like uh, like I said, I've had plenty of opportunities to to test my focus and. And uh, unfortunately, usually they all re- revolve around my brother. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he got one of our earlier fights. I, I took a fight and it was two days before his wedding. And I'm like, Dan, do you, do you like, is it OK that I take this fight? <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot of family in town. They want to see one. I'm like, all right. Like, you know, it was two days before. It was a Friday night. They were getting married Sunday. Like, OK. Two weeks later, he takes a fight on the same night. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. <laughs> going to this fight and he's fighting early on the card to me he goes fights a really tough kid uh ends up winning the decision but in the third round got got hit with a hook and it broke his uh his zygomatic arch his cheekbone oh and he, oh. Didn't, know. he didn't know <laughs> in, in the fight and uh comes out and like i'm i'm warming up and he's like he's like my face really hurts and i'm like dan you, you've got a divot in your cheek <laughs> so like here it is He's only fighting because I'm fighting two days before his wedding. <laughs> and now I have to Brace wait to go to the hospital when I'm about to step in there, you know? And it's like, and then my coach at times, like, I, I'm in the ring waiting for my opponent to come in. And my coach is like, do it for Dan. I'm like, dude, like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, man. I don't need to hear some cliche friggin' right. motivational shit. Yeah, I see. It's funny. I don't any of my athlete clients, especially like the wrestlers. Like I'm usually like Matt side when a lot of them compete, and I'm so petrified of saying something so stupid. I'll say nothing. I'll just like I'll wave or something so stupid. But I'm like I don't want to get in their head. Um, but it's interesting. So you said that you know fighting's the hard part, but you only you only get to do that three times a year. Let's say. So if you're if you're controlling your attitude and your effort throughout the year when you're training, do you feel like you get into ruts? Because a lot of people, I feel like they say, you know, they stay optimistic, but they don't feel like anything's happening different wise. They don't feel like they're getting out of that rut. Do you go through spells where you might have a week where you just basically trust the process and know you're, you know, every day like, okay. I had the best attitude today. I gave everything I could. Nothing changed. And that happens for a week or two. Do you get into a rut like that? Uh, I mean, I, I have, um, you know, but it's, it's one of those things that like you, you do have to trust the process. Yeah. Like I getting up every day, feeling sore, being banged up and having to go and do it again um, is, is it wears on you. And there are, I've seen a lot of very talented fighters quit because they couldn't handle the grind. They couldn't handle that day-to-day stuff. Yeah. You know, because it is hard. It is a really hard part of it. Um, but, like, uh, it's fighting, you know. Uh, to me, it's like it's it's supposed to hurt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're, you're, you're trying to trying to change your body to make it harder like you're trying yeah. to you're trying to turn 
you know, these things into weapons and, and uh, you know, you're going to have somebody standing across from you trying to do the same thing. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's going to, it's going to take effort. It's going to be hard. And, you know, being like starting, uh, starting MMA when I did at, you know, 21, um, was was probably definitely a benefit and training the way that i did at that point because i mean i was like i was in the gym every single day um because i could be because i was yeah. young and, and you know like, right it would, would never get more sore than like you know okay well oh wow i lifted really heavy yesterday and my my bicep kind of hurts you know like so <laughs> right. now as a 35 year old it's like you know I look at the weights and it's like, Oh God, everything hurts. And then it's like, <laughs> it's supposed to be like this. So you, I've kind of convinced right. myself over the last, you know, decade and a half to, uh, to, to deal with it. Um, but it, it does, it, it's like, I'll admit this, this last training camp was not an easy one. Um, it, it did wear on me. I was beat up. Um, but like there it's the, the, the fight is kind of that, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, yeah. like it's, Hey, you know, it's, it's not that I like have to, it's like, if I go through this, if I go through that, that beat myself up and I'm, and I'm able to survive it. And I've been able to, every time that I've signed on a dotted line, I've been able to get there, which is, uh, I, I think more than the amount of fights or anything like that is, is something I'm pretty proud of. In fact, yeah. I'm- but, and I think that's why you're able to get to 30 fights and be the first one. I mean, I think there's a lot to be said there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, like I get the opportunity. If I survive it, I get to go and I get to do what I love to do. And I, and uh, it's, you know, it's cool. It's it's. I've heard a lot of comparisons over the years. You know, people compare fighting to to sex and stuff like that. <laughs> Really weird comparison. Well, that's an interesting one. <laughs> it's hard not, but you know, like uh, it's a different thing. It really is. It's it's. I haven't found I haven't found something um that makes me feel the same way. As yeah. Me. As going out and and I mean even just being in the fight, like one. Yeah. Thing, it's one thing to go and like thump somebody and steamroll them, and you know still be still be high on that adrenaline um but even like even being in one of those tough fights where you're covered in blood it's just it's just cool <laughs> and I, and i imagine that you know i guess the fight world's interesting because if you have a rut you know there is that especially for you there's that late into the tunnel of i get the opportunity to fight so even if you have a spell of one week two week three weeks let's just say of where the grind was really wearing you. You have that one goal, which I think is is pretty cool because for me, I have to think that way with life. Like if, if business is a crazy one week nonstop of hell, I'm looking at our house plans and I'm looking at the pole barn I want and I'm looking at the tractor I want. And I, I have to make that goal something that makes that light into the tunnel. And I think that's one way that for me, if somebody asked me, like, well, how do you deal with a bad day three, four, five days in a row? It's like, well, you got to have light at the end of the tunnel. You have to be focusing on something. And it's it, it's interesting that it makes sense that for you, it, it's those fights. And especially now, having been there, 
I mean, you've had what, 44 fights? So 44 times you know the feeling of getting through the grind and getting that opportunity. And it's not even just like you've done it once or twice or three times. I mean, 44 freaking times. That's a that's a hell of an accomplishment. I think the more and more you do that, and it's interesting too, because I don't think I mean you're only what 35, right? So <laughs> 44 fights by 35 years old, you've got a lot of life left and you've got a lot of things to do. Like most for like, that's a, most people you figure they have a career of 30, 40, 50 years to leave their mark as a career. Sports is always interesting because you leave your mark in such a short period of time within half that. If you say from your first fight was 2005, this is 2019. Let's say you fight through next year. That's 15 years almost 50 fights and then you start that next chapter which you've already started to obviously segue into hunting and fishing and and the outdoor stuff um what is it if you had to pick you know i i know you i remember that post vividly because i really thought it was cool that your your kids were there and you said you got a lot of fight left in you what is it that you want to do next do you want to just keep fighting or like Like you mean like what what I want next out of life? Yeah, career wise. I don't I don't necessarily know, man. You know, like okay. that's that's the problem is um I want like I've been spoiled because being being a a, a professional fighter, I make my own schedule, you know, like I yeah, I call the shots, you know. Right. <laughs> You know, and it's like I've been able to plenty of times like, you know what? Today, I like I'm pretty banged up today. We're not going to we're not going to do it today or, you know, all right, get an extra worker. I do this or do that. You know, like you just shuffle things around and 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 I've been able to uh, have that kind of of control. And 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 I'd like to still have uh, a decent amount of it. Um, So that's that's going to be the tough part. Um, But. I don't know. You know, there's, there's just like, I, I love, I do love hunting and, and the outdoors. Um, and, and I would love my life to revolve around that because yeah. I, I would, as, as much as I love MMA and I love, you know, the, the people at the gym and I, and I, uh, the, the atmosphere that we built, I really would like my life to pull my kids to the outdoors. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, it, I, I think it's, I think down the road, it would be so much just better for them because there's so many things these days that don't do that, that don't, I mean, how many kids get dirt under their fingernails these days? It's, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's almost a little bit scary and, and, no, and, sure. uh, and, and we can't like, I, I can't let my kids roam like well, I used to roam when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, like, uh, but I'd like to be able to have a piece of property where I could give them a, a little bit of leeway and be like, yeah. hey, go, go mess around. Go dig a hole somewhere. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Go, like, go just, just climb some trees and stuff and, and, and get some scrapes and, and, uh, and get dirty. Um, you know, so that, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why I, I would like my, my life to go that way. But, 
you know, the, the, it's it's a tough thing, and I've and I've had uh, I've had the opportunity to to kind of dip my feet into it, and, and uh, you know, and kind of see the inner workings of like you know outdoor television and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not really a, a big fan of the way that it goes right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I can honestly tell you that. Like, it's yeah. it it's cool, and and it's cool that you know people get to make a little money, uh, you know, hunting and being on TV and, and stuff like that, but it's a it's a really crappy model the way it is right now and i think it needs to be completely revamped before i'd like to be like hey you know this is exactly what i want to do um i i think that what i what i really want to do is i want to i i I love i love to cook for people i love to would you ever open a restaurant I, i don't know if it would necessarily be a restaurant uh, I mean, I think that would be cool. I don't, but then again, it's like you know, to I like to prepare food. I like to do that stuff, and to be a you know a chef in the back, yeah, is tough. You know, it's not. Yeah. Oh, like I, I'm not uh, talking about no freedom. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have these grand yeah. of like, yeah, okay. um, you know, but um, I don't. I don't know exactly what it would be. You know, like uh, it, it's uh, trying to. I'm trying to figure out the way to do it yeah um if it would be more just more as like catering or something like that or, or uh, um you know do like bigger events and stuff like that because it's i don't know there's just there's just something about it i mean my 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 parents it was like uh or my grandmother is kind of the one that you know little little Sicilian lady you know you showed up to her house and are you hungry yeah, i'll make <laughs> some i'll make some next thing you know it's like, yeah. <laughs> Full course meal. yeah like you know like a freaking uh, uh like a lamb or something like that you know like yeah. oh, and, and, i whipped it up yeah, yeah. i would have I settled for some saltine crackers grandma <laughs> uh, right like it, it was always like that so then so then my parents household that's that's always the way it is it's, it's i mean food and like dinner was our church as kids yeah you know like uh, i'm not a religious person we 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 didn't go to church or anything like that. We you know, but we had dinner together as a family of six. Because yep. I have siblings too, and and I mean, it took until like my oldest brother was like fifteen or sixteen for us to not have dinner together. Wow. You know, it was just, and my mom would just she'd make the sacrifices. We need we need at eight thirty at night. You know, after wrestling practice or or yep. football, you know, like or a game or whatever. Like we'd. She'd do whatever she had to do so that we could all sit down and have a have a good meal together and um you know, and like making things, like making things from scratch was always, you know, it was always yeah, it wasn't necessary, but it was always the goal. Yeah. So like for me, I mean that's something that I that I really took, you know, when when we started our family is that I just want my kids to eat well and, and, you know, and then it's like, anytime I have the opportunity to cook for other people, I, I want to do it. And like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I'm running around like an idiot, you know, <laughs> like Dude, doing, tell you, I've seen these Traeger meals. I'm coming down there soon. Cause I, I, right. I, I, <laughs> dude, I saw those ribs you made, uh, <laughs> a couple days ago. I'm like, man, <laughs> we're going to be doing a barbecue again this year for the, at, at the gym. And, and I, I want it to be, you know, we've had like 200 people 
like yeah the, the the our students and their family and friends and stuff like that and and it's like i want i want more i want more i want yeah to i want you know and it's and it's not and it's not even necessarily like you know that i just want more people there and like yes as a business standpoint yeah the more people there the more buzz all that stuff but I want more people because I want the challenge of cooking for more people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I made 70-something pounds of mac and cheese last year. <laughs> I want to make 150 this year. Like, that's, like, I, there's just there's just something about it. Like, and, and that's why, that's why, like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been brewing regularly. Um, but, like, that's why I like to brew beer and make wine. I like to, I like to give it away. I like to, I like yeah. to have try something that that i made that i put you know my sweat equity into and, and took my time to to do something because it's like that's how you show you care for somebody right you know like right. you, you, a little time on them and 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 uh yeah i i think that it's really really becoming like a passion of mine is, is cooking and and um you know and the messed up part is that like like i said i've got i've got six people in my family you know, my three siblings, my parents, they're all better cooks than I am. Like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> no, I'm, seriously, seriously. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the bottom. And like, I like being that, you know, <laughs> like I the like being the, the slow horse in the fast race, you know, like yeah. that's what I want. Because I'm, I'm, I'm strong. I'm trying. I'm trying to claw my way up. But it's like my my brothers and my sister and both my parents, they're, they're all really, really good cooks. And, and uh it's uh it's hard for me to believe that i believe you but it's hard for me to believe that given uh these things i see you cooking i mean they just don't take pictures of them that's that's the thing like man that's wild so they all contribute to when you have the big barbecue at the gym they do yeah yeah um you know dan dan is very good dan is very good cooking and uh my my father uh he busts his ass you know, and, and that's the thing. My dad, my dad and I go back and forth. And it's always like, you know, a competition between us. Like, uh, you know, I told him like my mac and cheese, like it was gone in 10 minutes when I made it. <laughs> you know, the year before I was like, I made 30 something pounds and it was gone in 10 minutes. Like your potato salad, there was still some left. <laughs> oh, you know, like, you know, like oh, well, people want mac and cheese more than if they taste it. By potato, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, dad. Right. Well, Oh man. Well, listen, I'll let you go. I'm sure you got a lot to get to. I will expect uh my invite to the barbecue cuz I'm coming down to try all this. Um I'm going to link up everybody who's listening to go to go follow Jim on social. You will get hungry. You will probably get some tips. You will probably become a better hunter and fisherman if you pay attention to what he's doing. So Jim, thank you. Uh really appreciate you coming on. We'll talk soon. All right, sounds good, bud. Thanks for having me on. Well, guys, that's the first podcast. That's the first episode. That's the first conversation. As you can see, there's no central theme to that. It's just me sitting down with somebody that I'm blessed to be able to have conversations with and bring those conversations to you. I don't have any other goal with this podcast as of now, but to just have conversations with people, bring you entertainment, bring you encouragement, bring you value, bring you information, really bring you anything I can. I think each podcast is going to be a little bit different. So I hope you enjoyed that. Sorry for the audio issues. We will be back with the next episode shortly. And I hope you're coming back to listen for more. Also, real quick before I end this podcast, if you're here because you listened to the Billy and Justin Show podcast before this podcast, go DM or tweet or send Billy a message and just tell me his name. All right?
All right, that's all I got for today.